Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Anne. <laughs> um, you guys, this is this is Annie. I just want to say I got on the call. <laughs> Yay! 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 <laughs> Hi. 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 Oh, Anne. Is Anne here? I am. I just got. Oh, okay. I don't know what num did. What number were you guys using to call in? Whatever was given to us. Um, it's seven two four 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 seven four four four. On the email that I sent last week. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That is so odd. Okay. <laughs> were you on another call and like wondering why no one was there? <laughs> I was on the call that I set up last week. So. Uh-huh. I'm not sure, and it was a different mm. call ID. I don't know. Um, let me see if I can find it. Well, I made it to this one too, Ma. It's Becky. <laughs> Hi, Becky. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nellie's here, so I don't know. If Hi, I didn't Nellie. get to say my name. <laughs> Hi, Nellie. Hi. Danielle's here. Emma, I just forwarded you the email with the call in. Okay, yeah, I have it. Maybe something else was set up, I don't know. So, can I find out who's on the call right now? Danielle, Nellie, Becky, Amanda, Janelle. Janelle, hi. Hi. Annie. Annie's on the call, it's a miracle. (laughs) Yeah. Arsley, Sophie, nice to see. Amanda, Amanda, okay. <clears throat> Great. So, um, so today's call is really set up to just um, give give us all a chance to hear from each other, um, and really share whatever stories you have to share so far about your birth experiences and postpartum experiences thus far. So, um, you know, I'm going to really just open up the call to you and, and would love to hear, you know, what, what, are you, what have your experiences been? What are the things that you're learning about um, in attending births? Or is there any specific birth that you want to talk about as a group that we can uh, review and process together? Mm-hmm. Um, I know, it is Nellie, I know that I have a birth now coming up on the 20th. Um, well, that's her due date. She's getting um, Braxton Hicks now, and um, um, I'm really nervous about it because my first experience with my first birth was a little bit. Um, it was a roller coaster. Um, so I just hope that, even though, how can I put this? 
I think, Emma, you're the only one that I told of what happened to me with my first birth, and I'm kind of traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't feel respected at all as a as her doula, and um, I just hope that that doesn't happen again, which I don't think it, it will because she actually came to me and she found me and, and she chose me, and, so, and she knows the line, what I stand for, as for her and her family, but... Uh, I'm just still afraid of that. Mm. And so that's what I'm dealing with now. And But she's communicating with me very well. And I just hope when those contractions come in that she just, I'm her focal point and not her enemy. <laughs> she doesn't see me like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So With yeah. your um, with your first birth, Nellie, what were the prenatals like with the client? They were actually, they were they were good. She, you know, um, she was asking a lot of questions. I, so I explained to her what I was, what I was, um, what I, what I would do, what I, what I'll be there, like how, how would I be there for her? But I don't think, I don't think she was understanding. I think she saw me as something completely different, like more medical. And I kept trying to tell her that's not me. I think that was a red flag, and I should have maybe, like, not taken her as my client. But I was just so, you know, when you first get out, you just want that first birth. You you, you want to get things mm-hmm. done already. And that's why now it's been so long. I took my time with getting, uh, you know, the next birth because I was like, I, I don't want to go through that again. I saw a lot of red flags, but um, there were certain things she was taking as a joke, and I just kept, you know, Taking, yeah, just putting it to the side. No, maybe it's just, maybe she's nervous. Maybe she needs a joke right now or something. And I'm just, I would tell her things and she'll just laugh about it. And I'm like, oh, God, why am I doing this to myself? Mm. I was like, but maybe, maybe I can change her mind. Maybe I, maybe she's just doing this because she never experienced this and, or she, it was, she never has. Um, but, um, and it just ended up, a little, it was great, but it, it ended up really, really, it was hurting me at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, and I, I find myself telling, I have three births. I have this one coming up now, um, December, January, and February. And mm-hmm. I find telling them kind of like, I, I don't say I'm going to tell you guys, but I, so basically, respect me, and I'll respect you. Don't use any curse words towards me. Don't, don't. You know, you can. It's. I always tell them you have to have a, a like a level of respect. You know, I understand you're gonna go through a tough time, and you're gonna be in a lot of pain, but that's why I'm gonna be there for you. And I just start talking to them, and little by little, inside, in between the lines, you know, I let them know just there's there's no point of like lashing out. They they don't they don't. They're like, they're like, oh, no, no, you know, I just, I ask them first, how do you get when you're in pain? How can you handle pain? Or how would you, if they had a birth ready, how how were you in your last birth? And, you know, and they're just, I go by that now. Um, if they had their last birth and how did they act? And they'll tell me sometimes, oh, I cursed this one out. Or I did this and I kicked and I died. That's right. That's a reflex. I'm not doing that. I can't do that. Because I, I, I was really, really, really hurt. I felt like I wasn't doing anything 
I was even told, like, what are you here for? What are you doing? You're not doing anything. And I, I, I just wanted to run out of that room. I wanted to run out of that room. Yeah. And I, I, I stood there and whatever. And uh, and at the end, it, it ended up, it was rewarding because I felt like I took on a big challenge and I, I won. I won the race. And she was actually very thankful. To this day, she still, she still thanks me. And that's what I kind of wanted. I didn't, she didn't understand really throughout the whole time why I was there. But mm-hmm. at the end, she understood completely. She's like, wow, Nellie, I am so sorry. She still writes to me on Facebook, texts me sometimes, and she sends me pictures of the baby. And she says, Nellie, you don't understand how much you were to me. And I just feel, I, to this day, I still feel like crap that I spoke to you that way and all these things. But, I mean, the hurt is still there. But I'm, but that's why I say it was great. And then again, at the moment it wasn't, but the ending, it, it really was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But, <laughs> and, you know, it's hard because you, you really can't predict what will happen, right? I mean, yeah. we never know what will happen at any birth that we're, at, we're in, and we never know how clients will respond in labor. And, but we do have our own relationship with ourselves and the boundaries that we have within ourselves and how we, you know, choose to honor our own self. And and so just being able to experience what you what you did experience and feel those feelings about what happened to you and kind of bring them to the forefront, you know, um, is part of that for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you learned so much in that first experience about yourself and about being in, in the supportive role when somebody may not be treating you that way, um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and reciprocating that. And even when that's happening, you know, how do you show up for yourself? And kind of experience something that that is still staying true to yourself, and that's really important because mm-hmm. it is out of our control how other people respond. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I've said this, you know, so many times that I think so much of birth work is about our relationship to um, the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we can't predict that, and it brings up a lot of fear. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way I remember once when I was on the phone with you, Emma, you said it was about um becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um mm-hmm. and I think about that like all the time. Um Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so then you get to be in this relationship with yourself, with birth and with your client. It's really it's the whole holistic kind of experience, right? It's not just one or the other. One isn't separate from the other. It's part of mm-hmm. the whole. The mm-hmm. whole ecology of birth is happening, and the doula is part of that within it. Mm-hmm. And then your relationship to yourself is part of that, too. So, um, you know, good opportunity for you coming up because you had a different experience. And you said, I won the race, you know. Ultimately, I was able to kind of experience this really uncomfortable place and still show up in the way I needed to for myself, for her as well, mm-hmm. but for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, there'll be more opportunities to see what happens for you and what choices you'll make in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely, you know how when we were in class, it was, you said, not only does she, she can, she has a choice, but we as well, we have a choice and we, if we want if we can connect with that person. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely learned that 
with the first. I understood when we were in class. I understood. I understood that, but um, I definitely understand and, and learned it this time with with the first birth. I said, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna. It, I just felt like if I said no, I'll, I'll be rejecting someone, and I'm like, but I know that I can help them. But then again, mm-hmm. I know that I will help them, but I'm going to actually, you know, like I did in the first birth, I'm going to hurt myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me. It's going to damage me for a little bit, and I, I, don't, I don't think that I – and we need to – in order to keep going and to help, you know, and to be with um, another birth, you need to protect yourself as well. So mm-hmm. I, I learned that um, mm-hmm. with the first birth, and I definitely – pay attention and listen to the flags and mm-hmm. take them in, not just brush mm-hmm. them off. And I was like, all right, you know what, this person really is not for me. That's um, right. So, yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. So important yeah. to love yourself in that way and to listen yeah. to those signs and make your choices. Who does feel, mm-hmm. you know, who's resonating and who's not right now because it certainly will play out in in the support that you're able to offer and what happens in the relationship. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Now. Really good. I think this is Danielle. I think one thing that I've learned from the first birth that I had to is to just not take it personally because sometimes we don't learn this until it's too late, until we're already contracted or until we're in the the birthing room with them. And something that I'm trying to remind myself is a way of protecting myself is just not taking it personally, knowing that even though I'm in the experience with them, this is their experience. Um, mm-hmm. And for example, during like the physical support of the birth, there was one time where I touched the mom during like an intense contraction and she just screamed no. And it was mm-hmm. the only time in all the 15 hours that that ever happened. But, you know, it's just, and I felt so bad about that, but I'm not her. I don't have a crystal ball. Like that was working for her for the six hours prior. It was just in that mm-hmm. one moment she didn't want to be touched, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like I can't take it personally, and I know that she knows, you know, that I don't know what she needs. She can't articulate what she needs. You know, I'm just trying to hold space and help her in any way, you know, that I think that I can help her or that in ways that she wants to be helped. So, mm-hmm. um, and we also don't know how people are going to react in those intense moments. And especially if they've never been through childbirth before and every birth has its own personality, we just mm-hmm. don't really know how they're going to react. You know, I have a client coming up who just keeps telling me over and over that she's afraid that she's going to be really abusive and she mm-hmm. doesn't want her partner in the room. And I'm just preparing myself for what, that may look like, you know? So, again, just to try not to take it personally that she isn't specifically abusing me. I'm just the person in that role that she's taking it out on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great, great point. Then they will roll off in a different way, you know? And there's obviously a limit. I mean, there's a limit somewhere in there for each person. But I think when we don't take it personally, then, again, our boundary is set internally, too, and that, that will show up, you know? Kind of like mm-hmm. when we, we've talked about kind of, um, yeah, setting that intention energetically for yourself before you walk into the space, whatever's going on for us mm-hmm. personally. Um, also matters, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much openness at a birth, so much openness. It's so porous. 
energetically, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically, so much is happening in that space. Well, we're definitely aware of all of that. <clears throat> well, has anyone been to a birth recently that they want to talk about or has anything coming up that they want to talk about or a pay um, part of the I, I was saying earlier that um, I have um, three clients this month and I there's like this part of me that has this feeling that they're all um, going to be born this week. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm just kind of like preparing myself for that. Um, you know, in my contract, I've, you know, I'm, I've been on call for, you know, since week 37. So I've been on call for a really long time. And um, just the, the kind of the waiting um, has definitely been hard. And I'm mm-hmm. definitely learning how to try to like balance on call life where of course, you know, um I'm available to my clients but that I'm not um emotionally kind of like putting putting my life like putting completely my life on hold for them because I feel mm-hmm. like emotionally I've just been like waiting um for like you know, three weeks or whatever, and that's like definitely gotten to me. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so that's okay. been really, really hard um, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see, yeah. this time of year, this is Becky. This time of year, there's so many like holiday parties and things too that um, I think it is. It's, it's a challenge being on call at this time of year. Um, mm-hmm there's there's things you want to do and places you want to go and you know even just having a few drinks with friends or something at a holiday party you know and you're constantly checking your phone like but wait can I have uh-huh. past that second drink yeah <laughs> if I'm called in right now it's a tricky time of year yeah I think my client who's due right now she's really on edge too she's so nervous about having a baby on Christmas you know she she doesn't want his birthday to be Christmas so she's you know checking in with every tiny little like, is this a little bit of discharge meaning something? <laughs> and mm, I think that mm-hmm. all of their families are probably pressuring them too right now. Like, when's the babe? Come on, let's go. Um, yeah. It's really hard helping them learn that patience at the end and, like, internalizing it ourselves um, so that we don't feel like we're, like, watching a pot to boil. Right, um, yeah. Just going on with life and, and living life and just just having that having your phone on you while you live life. Um, yeah. But not, you know, but trying not to, to stop yourself from enjoying yourself and living these weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, again, it kind of is it's living in this anticipation. That can, it, can, it can be anxiety-provoking. So maybe thinking about, the, you know, how do you balance that out in other ways? Just basic self-care that you can do every day. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of helps you stay grounded, helps you stay centered. Maybe it's physical exercise and meditation or writing or, you know, other things that you can do to kind of um, continue to take care of yourself and feel, you know, feel connected. Someone just joined us. It was Deepa. My call dropped for some reason. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. 
Um, so, you know, to help to help with that instead of, you know, because sometimes, it, especially when you have three people at once, two, three, four people at once, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's harder. It's harder than just focusing on one and mm-hmm. um, waiting for that call. And, again, you're back to the unknown space where you have questions about how this is going to play out. Will I need to back yeah. up? Will I be able to get to all of them? I really want to be at this one. I wait for this other person. You know, it's just yeah. the fertile ground for all those questions to be up. And so, you know, everyone will have their own kind of self-care regimen, but what do, you, what do you need to do to, you know, maybe move some of the energy more in that way, more in that balanced kind of way? Mm. Yeah. It may be just simple. You know, it may just be something you do every day in the beginning of your day for 10 minutes and at the end of the day to kind of just bring back that feeling mm-hmm. of okay, you know? Yeah. That's Hard good. work. I just wanted to say that I think also like having someone to discharge all of that emotion with or having mm-hmm. like a, a strategy to decompress feels really important. Mm-hmm. Like I know it like really early in the call, Janelle and I were talking just about like, you know, you go through a traumatic birth or you are witness to anything traumatic you're carrying that around in your body and, you know, until mm. you somehow like, you know, so whatever method that is for you, but that's felt really important, like a really like easy to overlook, you know, but then, you know, suddenly I'm like, why am I so tired or why am I so stressed out? And it's like, you know, it's because you're carrying around this really heavy thing with you. Something to, to let it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that additional support. Mm-hmm. I think something, this is Danielle again, that I've learned is that I've also had um, three births coming due in the same month. And I think just right now at this point in my life, like that is too much for me. Um, so, I'm thinking of other ways that I can still do and help women, but say more scheduled work and then take birth, you know, less frequently. So maybe one a month or two a month. But then, you know, the things that like Becky and Arsley do, like lactation consultant services, you know, where you can, although that isn't as scheduled, it's not necessarily on-call work. Or mm-hmm. so adding the childbirth educator yeah. To it. It's ways that we can make money, but it's a little more scheduled and not as on call. Yeah. Might help me in the future because I definitely went from total elation with these three births, and I told MA last week down to like a flickering flame, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Totally. It really goes back to that knowing our own boundaries piece and, and what, what feels. How much can we support and what feels supportive for yourself and, and at the same time, you know? And, and sometimes you don't know until you try it, you know? You, you, you Suddenly you're booked for three births in one month and you get to feel what that really is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what that really looks like, how it plays out, you know? And, um, and then, yeah, you'll, you'll adjust. And, of course, it depends on the season of your life, what's going on for you personally, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes great and you feel like okay I have this huge capacity I can take on five clients this month and then you're going to pull back and take you know one or none and focus on other aspects of birth work 
Um, you know, again, I think this work is is truly an amazing way to have a deeper relationship with people and with ourselves as an avenue. So, you know, we get to figure that we get to find that out, which is, is amazing. Yeah. Good I feel like we've had um, an ongoing conversation now in the New York City DTI group. Um, about like about what we're charging and um, whether we feel like the amount we're charging allows us to have the appropriate number of clients we want per month and not too many. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that it just feels really valued that time because I'm taking all this mm-hmm. time on call. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's a shift when if the birth feels very fairly compensated, um, you feel like you can take less and you feel like the time you're on call is really, really worth it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Becky, I feel like every time we see each other, that's all we end up talking about. (laughs) A lot of people keep bringing this one up. I feel like race is the biggest conversation. Like anytime I start talking to a New York City doula lately, they're like, so let's talk about race. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it really it reflects on you know it differs so much from doula to doula depending on um, what their work is about who you know people you know the communities that they're serving what they can what what's going on in their own lives what are their personal needs financial needs mm-hmm. there's so many factors that play into it um, that it it really differs for each person you know and and everyone's situation is is also different. Um, and then I think, again, it's kind of like, well, what's true for you? You know, what? once you define what those needs are and you know what that is and you have a clearer sense of what that goal is, you know, then it becomes, I guess, I would say it's just less confusing, right? It's like, okay, this mm-hmm. is what it is for me. This is where I'm at. This is what my mission is for my business. These are my values. You know, mm-hmm. and you can really just define what what are you in alignment with in your work and in your life, and and how does your price reflect that? Mm. You know, and also experience. You know, that plays into it too. Well, I think um, you know at the DTI panel last week, um, mm-hmm. one of the the like new duelist like from who was like just completed their training that day said something about like what they should be charging and you know and I I talked about how my first few births I was told that I shouldn't even charge my first few clients and because they didn't have the experience and while that was probably accurate maybe for like the first birth I went to because it was my first birth like um it was really interesting because it was, you know, something that, you know, I've had to really come to realize that I really keep wanting to, you know, um, put onto, like, new doulas as well as talk to them about is, like, whatever experience you had previously to your doula work is still something that you're bringing to the Mm. table now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you were doing before, and it doesn't matter how, like, bizarre or, like, far off you think, it's still, like, 
an experience that's helping you in this work. So mm, wow. it was really like, for me, I wish I had kind of like come to realize that or had somebody maybe like awaken me earlier. But um, now that I feel that way, you know, I still have people when I meet in interviews and they're like, how many births have you been to? And it never seems like it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And they never really see like that these like you learn in one verse, like almost sometimes so much. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's also kind of how we think of goods and services, right? Like more experience, more value. More, you know, mm-hmm. no, higher number, higher, mm-hmm. higher, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't, it depends, again, on who you are. What kind of work are you bringing into your doula work? You know, people come from so many different modalities into this work. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's such a personal decision on how you value what you're bringing to the table, you know, what you're bringing into this relationship. So it's, you know, it is self-defined in some ways. And then, yeah, there's definitely a market standard. It sounds like, you know, in New York City, you know, it's a unique city as well because it's a higher standard for the most part than anywhere else in the country, higher rates. And so you have a little, you have a larger scope to work within versus a smaller city where it's probably going to cap out at 1,200 or something, if that, you know, or 850. Um, you know, if you look around the country, it's, it's really different. So you have more, more space to explore what that value is for yourself and how you define it. Is it by number? Is it by other life experience? You know? Can I just add something that I found really interesting here in Berlin? Um, That the culture here is very, um, like it's a very kind of anti-capitalist place as much as kind of any like modern European city could be, I guess. Um, and I've never, I like haven't even directly been asked by any of the people who have interviewed me how many births I've been to. Um, and I found that really interesting. Like one person said, how long have you been doing this? Um, and just wanted to like gauge, you know, time periods and stuff. And they would ask kind of indirectly, but the whole feeling that I get from people here is that they kind of have an appreciation for the fact that like, um, numbers don't necessarily reflect value, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And also Berlin is a very cheap city to live in, so people expect things, I don't know, I think people expect like the bare necessities, like food and stuff, to just kind of be at a baseline affordability. And there's just kind of like a different perspective on on money. It doesn't seem like people will kind of just like escalate prices to no end. And I don't know, it's, it's been interesting because I'm both feeling kind of really excited about that on the one hand and also um i've been surprised at what people do think that a doula is worth and it's it's varied a ton but some people have expected really low rates mm-hmm. so it's been interesting is it like both sides of the coin do you think mm-hmm. they do you think they expect low rates because it's like a normal thing for them like you were saying it's so affordable to live there, so food is, like, cheaper and all these other things that are everyday things. So do you think that, is it because a doula is just something, like, they expect everyone should have, so it's on that same, like, everyday category? Not quite, like... Um, you know what I mean? It's like it's a cultural shift, 
too. Yeah, it's just, it's that moment. Like, I think New York City just had that moment a lot earlier in its history, like, you know, like more years prior where people started to be like, okay, now we understand that duas are important and, you know, more people are hearing about it and talking about it. It's like Berlin is really at the very beginning of that moment. And so there hasn't been just a lot of, I don't know, there just aren't very many doulas practicing here. And the ones that are, they kind of practice very differently, and they're all, like, talking about how they're certified also to do acupuncture and also to do massage and also to do blah, 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 blah. And do being a doula is, like, a part of – it's, like, an – it's not an isolated thing. It's, it's like, a part of birth support. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it all out, but, no, I wouldn't say that everybody has a doula. But I would yeah. say that they view doulas differently. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, Annie, what you have charged your um, German clients? Yeah, so my first client, I charged 475 euros, um, mm-hmm. and that's my client who's due on the 20th. And then um, my next client is going to be in New York, and so it's a family that I'm really close with, and so and they're also paying for my plane tickets, so I asked them for $450 for the birth. Um, it's kind of like a family rate. But then once I guess I've had like two births, um, at my next interviews I've all written 600 euros on the contract so far. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think that it's probably worth more than 600 euros, but I'm still trying to figure out how to like step step up for myself in that way and actually request what I what I think it's worth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 600 is the maximum I've asked for. Mm-hmm. And do you know what, like, other doulas are charging in a climate in Berlin, like what the highest you've heard of? Um, I've been a little too nervous to ask. Yeah. So I don't know what the highest is. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we don't have much time, but I wanted to tell everyone that um, my husband finally, we found out where he's going to be stationed, and we'll be moving to North Dakota. Wow. So wow. I called, <laughs> the first thing I did, I started searching out for doulas in North Dakota, and I'm really, really excited. Um, they, um, I spoke to um, one, of, one of the doulas that she's actually going to be in the city that I will be moving into. And um, she, I was afraid. I'm like, how, how is work out there? Do, do they, you know, are there enough doulas or I'm not going to have any, like, whatever. So I spoke to her and she told me, she's like, you know, right now we have to, basically they're very short on doulas. And that they need doulas, and the hospitals are um, starting to, to um, hire doulas now. And um, they're 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 in search, and they're very really really in need of doulas. And they're that she has a group, and they have to sometimes like not they can't do a lot of the um, um, pregnancies because they're just there's just not enough. So that was like I know it's 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 like it's really it's very stressful for them, but that was like music to my ears. It's like yes. 
So um, she told me once I get over there to give her a call and she's going to gather everyone together and um, so I can meet all the doulas and everything. Nice. Um, I'm really, That's very nice. excited. When yeah. do you come <laughs> Um Well, my husband finished, he's uh, finished school, the tech school in Texas now in, on February. But um, we might, I might move back around March. Um, March, maybe two months after, I have to continue to work here and, you know, save up and everything. So when we go over there, I, I won't have a job. Um, I have to just be in search. I don't know how long that's going to take. So we want to save up a little bit more money before we head out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exciting. Mm-hmm. chapter. Yeah. And, and she does sign language, so I'm really happy. That's why I connect to her so strongly. I'm really, really happy about that. She's like, yeah, I teach my kids, and I teach the preschool, and so I'm really looking forward to going over there. Um, I'm not looking forward to the cold, but I'm looking forward to the cold. some good gear. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to share how they're doing in general? Anything coming up for you, or any anything you want to share with the group while we're on the phone together? This uh, is uh, Amanda, and um, I'm finding it increasingly difficult to find clients, and um, I've been in, just to continue slightly on the conversation of money, and been considering lowering. My price, because I feel like um, about four people, um, like the only thing I felt like didn't go my way was the price, and that's why they didn't hire me. Um, so it's very stressful right now. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I actually have a, a potential client uh, meeting this uh, evening meet together, but it's kind of like in desperation mode that I'm going into it, and I don't like that feeling. Um, but um, it's just, it's been, it was kind of like, boom, I had something right away, and then lots of people were contacting me, and then it just died out, and um um, and it, it, and I, I'm hopeful for for the the meeting that I have this evening because initially I um, was was trying to coordinate a time and um, I was sick and like it just wasn't working out. I said, you know, and she's due January first, so it's like right around the corner. And I said, you know, I know other doulas. I can I passed on a couple of names who are other doulas queens and. She contacted me two days later. She's like, you know, let's just try to meet next week, and you'll probably be feeling better then. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice that she's, like, still giving me a try. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but it's, it's been very difficult. And, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, I, and in talking to other queens, doulas, like, just trying to come together to... Uh, not not to form a collective, but just to really meet each other and to kind of really spread the word of um, all the the birth workers that 
that do live in Queens that aren't want to support people, uh, women who are in Queens. And so I think it's slowly, like really slowly, going to happen. But it's it's making me slightly nervous for not having the third birth for certification mm. and um, and just not and not having the continuous um, work makes me doubt my ability to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like I have this tie, like uh, from the last birth, last birth I had was the end of October, and now it's been, you know, nothing. So now I'm like just in a worried state. And and, I, and now we're thinking, well, I don't have enough, like, breastfeeding support because that was the last issue that I had with a client where the birth went very well, but then she had a lot of issues with um, breastfeeding. And I felt awful that I wasn't, I wasn't enough for her to um, support her in what she needed after the birth. And, um, so, and, and the acupuncturist that I had recommended her to go to then helped her more also with breastfeeding and alignment with her, her son's palate, you know. And so, like, it wasn't like I had done nothing to help her, but it just felt like it wasn't enough. And that's my issue for a lot of things in my life. But, mm. um, <laughs> uh, but it's the feeling of, well, if I was a massage therapist or if I was that lactation consultant, then, of course, you know, like, I would have known exactly what to do. And I don't, you know, like, it's hard to feel like I'm enough. Mm. So there's lots of anxiety over here in Queens. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, can I share something, Amanda? I mean, when, I, when I was feeling this way about the first birth client and really having a lot of just total nerves about not feeling like I was enough, like real major kind of heart-pounding nerves about it, I looked back through the notes that I had from the training and I saw this thing that Emma had said that I wrote down and she said, make yourself into a human and not a superhero. Mm. And that's been the, the thing that I keep in the forefront of my mind before I go into any postpartum shift or any prenatal meeting. It's just been like, I'm not a superhero. I'm only who I am. Mm-hmm. And so maybe your expectations for yourself are unrealistic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I definitely feel like they are, and I try to calm myself down. But um, well, it's, it takes it's a, lot of, then, a lot of work. <laughs> um, yeah, I went from having a, no, like, I, didn't, I had a very, very, very long dry spell, okay? I didn't go to a birth from... September, I think it was September to just, no, like, the, it was August until November. So I had a birth in August, and then I had one in November. But it was, like, beginning of August I had a birth, mm-hmm. and then just now November 30th. And, you know, in that time frame, you know, I had to really now, like, look back on it, and I kept you know, letting my, you know, I had friends and people be like, well, you know, you moved into a new apartment, so you weren't taking clients for this time, and then you um, quit your job, and then this and that, and all these other things, and, you know, you can have other people kind of, like, support you and help you see the reasons why, Mm -hmm. Um, but to be honest, I didn't even really start feeling better until I went to that last birth and I started getting clients. 
And I know that that kind of dry spell or time period is going to come up again. Yes. That's just the nature of this business. And the one thing I've just had to realize is, like, I need to get, like, a good therapist and my own personal work not let get in the way, you know, because in the end, I think it's all the things, like you said, something where you said, well, that there was a quote where you said just now, but that's how I always am in my whole life or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always catch myself doing the same thing, and I just had somebody kind of point it out to me. They stopped me when I said that, and they said, so it's not about the doula work. It's about you. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think, like, I'm trying to use this extremely gratifying, like, like you know, like, completely satisfying, like, finally who I am work to actually avoid, like, those other things that get in the way of, like, my life, you know? Yeah. So let's go to therapy together, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Is there friends that therapy, not just couples no. therapy? No. Like, I'm just saying, like, because, like, all of the, you know, I when I, was, when I was in Mexico with you got like, you know, some of you, and it was like, I bottled up all the, okay, this is like maybe TMI, but I bottled up all of these emotions that I didn't want to feel and, like, literally didn't poop for five days. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> You know, she's like, Shoshana, like, maybe you're, like, ingesting your emotions. Like, hello. You know, and it was like, and then I didn't really let that sink in until just last week I went to another workshop and I had all the same feelings from Mexico come up. Literally, like, mirrored feelings. And I was like, why am I letting this, why am I letting my own personal shit stop me? Like, why am I letting it get in the way of, so, of my birth work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, well, think, I feel like it's so hard not, I mean, it's so hard well, to separate it because you are so emotionally involved, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. There is no way it's not going to seep <laughs> in, leak in, ever, of course. But sometimes there's, it's like differentiating. And also, like, sometimes it's just accepting the the the, the fact that you're in this moment where it's just going to be okay. Like, I had to just kind of accept that I was in the moment where I had no clients. I kept having people, you know, reject me at interviews. And I had to, like, accept the fact that this was a shitty time and that I, like, knew the universe wasn't going to let me stay in this shitty time. Uh-huh. And um, for you, it's hard probably because you have February and, like, the ex- those births, like, that you need for certification, like, kind of looming over you. Right. And that makes it harder because you feel like there's an actual deadline. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, Amanda. Yeah. yeah. You said you didn't feel enough, but I really think that you were more than enough. I mean, with just getting her the reference and then little by little she ended up, you know, it, it went to something positive. Like, mm-hmm. even even if it wasn't from you physically, you know, like, 
you helping her, you being there, and, and with the breastfeeding, you guided her in the right way, you know, you and she ended up still having, ended up working out. So you did do it. You you were enough, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you shouldn't feel like that. And I'd like to add, I referred Amanda to a client for postpartum work, and she interviewed five postpartum doulas face-to-face, so she invested a lot of time in her search. And, um, Amanda, we have a call tomorrow, but she would like to work with you. She thought you had the the best energy. Yes. Yay. Yeah, I mean, how amazing is that? You you really hit it home with her. And she's complicated, so you may not choose to work with her. You know, maybe she's not a good fit, but she definitely <laughs> yeah. loves you. So. She's a whole other conversation for everybody to hear. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, that's, that's lovely. And one thing Thank I just want to... Um, that's good timing, by the way. That was good news, good timing, Daniel. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> One thing I just want to point out that I'm, you know, I'm reflecting as I'm listening to this part of the conversation is in birth work as doulas, we, we create and we, we hold the space for our clients to have full permission to experience what they're experiencing without judgment, right? So mm-hmm. there's a moment of transition where they feel like they can't go on anymore or the birth starts taking a different path and they have to make decisions that they weren't wanting to make originally in their birth vision or the outcome's not what they wanted or whatever it is. And we're there to hold that space in a non-judgmental way for each thing that happens along the way at the birth to be this opportunity to receive that support, to honor their experience and to um, show up, right? We're there to support people so they can show up in their own Experience so that it's not taken away from them. Sometimes when we're talking about the, the ugly, right, the I'm not enough or I'm not getting hired or, you know, I have too much anxiety that, you know, doesn't allow me to, to be able to be on call or whatever the self-judgment, self-doubts are, can we give ourselves that same gift that we offer our clients and, and instead of judging whatever the feeling is, just allow it to be that invitation and opportunity to meet what's really there. And maybe your I'm not enough is exactly your ally to go into that in your life, to feel enough in your life by just saying, hey, I'm not enough gets to be here too. I'm not enough gets to be embraced just as all the other wonderful qualities in you get to be you know, and that we're not playing favorites when it comes to those feelings. It's accepting it to be there. It's like birth. We let, we let it all be there for our clients. And what happens as doulas if we let it all be there for ourselves? And can we heal in ourselves in that process too? Because this certainly is fertile ground. That, that, you know, that I feel is very true when it comes to birth work. It's fertile ground to get to meet ourselves. So... You know, maybe it's it's the um, it's the inviting in versus the pushing it away. That sometimes is is our greatest ally. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, from from being with you, Amanda, we you know, there's there's something just 
so true about you in this work, like in this calling and, and what mm. your your genuine desire to offer the support, it's so clear. So clear. Yeah. And ultimately whatever your path is to get there, you can trust that. It comes from a true place. You know? And even if the road feels bumpy right now, it comes from a true place. Yeah. It does. And keep true to that vision for Queens and for your community, for yourself. And, you know, everyone on the call, maybe, you know, reach out to your sisters in this group right now to say, hey, you guys have an extra client or, you you know, you're saying no to somebody, can you send them my, my way? You know, that's what we're here to do, to support each other and help everyone finish in a, in a way that feels, you know, everyone gets to be supported in the program too. So, um, I, you know, that support's here as well. And maybe, too, if you're feeling like if you're um, focused on Queens right now, maybe branching out to Brooklyn and the city just for the next few months while you kind of still develop your community work. Uh, just in terms of, of clients and a larger, you know, larger net. Maybe yeah, no, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely opening it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amanda, have you been in touch? This is Arsley. <clears throat> have you been in touch with any of the childbirth educators, like, in your area? I have. Uh, that's actually where a lot of the initials um conversation comes from is uh, there's a, a woman in Astoria um, who I've met with and she I'm on her dual list um, so it's where I get a lot of the people um, inquiring about me that's good yeah it felt really good to just um, have that connection to that woman and I might with her and another um, lactation consultant who's in primarily in Queens, we might have like a meet the birth workers night okay. in a local um, store uh, together just to have like a small talk, like an easy, just here we are <laughs> type deal. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. It'll open up. Yeah. All right, you guys, is there anything else anyone wants to share before we get off the call? No. I miss you all. Oh, yeah. I miss you all, too. Well, um, anyone else on the call? Deepa or... Um... Deepa had to jump off. She just sent me a note. She was getting on a flight, so she had to hang up just a few minutes ago. Oh. Um... How's how's um I I keep forgetting her name. Um, she had long hair. I don't Julia? think she really got it, huh? Julia? Julia. I think that's her name. Yeah. Julia. Julia. Yeah. Ju- I don't. Julia had to um postpone the program. She was doing several other things with her job, so mm-hmm. um I don't think she's continuing on right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, she wanted to, but she had she had several other projects yeah. and work commitments. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. 
right. All right, everyone. Well, I will be in touch soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. Much love. Thank you. Lots of love. Thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. You too. Thank you. Bye. 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 B